This is a Kindling Kids podcast. We're the Fact Detectives, and we love investigating cool facts about cool stuff. And to help us, we chat with some very smart grown-ups who know all the cool facts about everything. Hey, Annika, did you know that there are stars in the sea? What do you mean? I think I can help you out there, Fact Detectives. Hi, Mel. It sounds to me like you want to find out about sea stars. Yes! Mel is a marine biologist at Museums Victoria. Tell us what you know, Mel. OK, what's your first question? Fact one! Are sea stars the same as starfish? Yes, sea stars used to be called starfish, but not so much anymore. Why? Because they're not fish. Oh! But sea stars are found in or around the sea. You'll find them on the ocean floor all over the world, in shallow water at the beach, in rock pools, coral reefs, kelp beds, and even in salty water where the river meets the sea. But they can't live in fresh water. Why not? Because they don't cope very well with changes in salinity. In the ocean, salt water moves happily in and out of the sea star's salty tissues and cells, creating a balance. But if the salt on the inside and outside of the sea star wasn't balanced, water would flow towards the place that had more salt and minerals. Lots of other animals have special adaptations or organs, like kidneys, to help with this. But unfortunately, not sea stars. That means that if they were dropped in fresh water, it would rush into their salty cells and keep filling them until they burst. Oh no! And while sea stars are not fish, they are animals. They belong to a group called echinoderms, which basically means spiny skin. And they're related to other sea creatures like sea urchins, brittle stars and sea cucumbers. How many kinds of sea stars are there? A lot. In fact, there are over 1,900 different species. Some are as tiny as a pinhead, and some are as big as a car tyre. Some look very star-shaped, while others have long, gangly arms coming out from their bodies. Wow! Have you ever watched Octonauts or Finding Nemo? Yeah! Well, you'll probably remember seeing a pink sea star. That's not make-believe. In real life, sea stars do come in bright pink. And guess what? They also come in all sorts of other colours too, like blue and red and orange and purple and white. They can also come in different mixtures of coloured speckles and patterns. One of my favourites is the biscuit sea star from southern Australia. It's often bright orange, but it can also have mottled and star-shaped patterns of different colours, including brown, pink and purple. And it really does look like a tasty biscuit. Cool! Fact two! Why are they called stars? The star part of the name came about because a lot of sea stars have a star-like shape. When you draw a star, how do you draw it? Um. With five pointy bits. Exactly. The stars we draw often have five points. And because many sea stars have five arms, they look very similar to the stars we draw. 
But while most sea stars have five arms, not all do. Some species can even have around 50. No way! 50 arms? Why do you need 50 arms? Well, that particular sea star is called Labidiaster annulatus. And it's about 60 centimetres wide, which is about as big as a bicycle wheel. Whoa! It looks kind of orange and furry, and its arms stretch out in all directions. Each arm is covered in bumpy claws, called pedicellarae, and they use these to catch their prey. What does it eat? Well, it's a bit icky, but they sometimes actually eat other sea stars. But don't worry, they're more likely to eat krill and amphipods, which kind of look like tiny shrimp. They perch themselves on top of a rock or a sponge at the bottom of the ocean, then let their arms reach out to grab whatever goes past. In general, though, sea stars eat things like snails, clams, small fish and lots of other marine critters. Sometimes they even scavenge, which means that they will eat things that are already dead. Even dead seals! Ew! How do sea stars eat? That's a good question. Their anus is actually on top of their body and their mouth is underneath. That way they can pass food to their mouth with their arms. Or they can even use their arms to pull apart a shell and then they poke their stomach out through their mouth to engulf and dissolve the tissue of the animal they're eating. Wait, what? Strange, eh? So yeah, basically, they can eat food from outside their body. And then once they're finished eating, they just swallow their stomachs back inside. Oh, Oh, gross. So if they have a mouth, can they bite? Sea stars won't bite a human, but some sea stars, like the crown of thorns, have poisonous spines that could hurt you if you touch them. I've heard of those. Aren't they found on the Great Barrier Reef? That's right. But unfortunately, they've become a big pest. In normal numbers on healthy coral reefs, they're an important part of the ecosystem. But because the reef is already damaged and they have so few natural predators, they're out of control and are causing a lot of damage. Oh no! The Crown of Thorns sea star can eat 10 square metres of coral per year. They're also the second largest sea star in the world and can grow up to one metre. They're nocturnal and pretty fast. They can even move up to 20 metres per hour. But if you see one, just remember, don't touch. OK, Mel. Fact four. Where are the eyes on a sea star? Ooh, now that's a great question. Some are blind, but not counting those ones, let me ask you a question. How many eyes do you think a sea star has? Two? No. A sea star with five arms has five eye spots, and a sea star with 50 arms has 50 eye spots. Are you with me? So their eyes are on their arms? Not just on their arms, at the end of each arm. Whoa! Imagine that, being able to look in all directions at once. But actually, they can't see very well, not like you and me. They only really see different shades of light, so that they can navigate and hunt. Does that mean they walk on their eyes? Ouch, thankfully no. All sea stars move using what's called tube feet. 
If you turn a sea star over, you can see lots of these tiny water fueled tubes along the grooves under each arm. Sea stars can actually move quite quickly if they're fighting for space or food. Oh, I'm so glad. I didn't like the thought of them walking on their eyes. Fact 5! Can sea stars really grow their arms back? This is 100% true. Just like skinks drop their tails to escape a predator, sea stars can drop an arm in self-defence. And whether they drop the arm or it's been bitten off, it can grow back. Awesome! But it's not immediate. It does take a while. If you look closely, you'll often see sea stars with one arm slightly smaller or shorter than the others. This is probably an arm that's still growing back. It's an amazing superpower. And guess what else it can be used for? What? It can be used to create new sea stars. Wow! Some sea stars can split themselves in half. Then each half can grow back the missing arms, becoming two new sea stars. This is a pretty special superpower though, and only some of them can do this. If you do spot one that's split, you'll see that they look pretty funny and lopsided. But wouldn't there be lots of blood in the water if sea stars keep losing their arms or splitting in half? Oh no, don't worry. Sea stars don't have blood like we do, or even a true heart or central brain for that matter. They use water to pump oxygen and nutrients around their body instead. And that means no mess. Oh, cool. Try this at home. Next time you're at the beach, see if you can find a sea star. Sometimes they're in the sand. Other times you might spot them in rock pools. You could even look out for one that's regrowing an arm. But remember to always be respectful to sea life and don't touch them or move them. I want to see that. Me too. Thanks, Mel. Anytime, Fact Detectives. This has been another super fun episode of the Fact Detectives with me, Dexter. And me, Annika. Big thanks to Melanie McKenzie, who is a marine biologist at Museums Victoria. If you love finding out the facts as much as we do, then check out all our episodes on the Kindling app. And if you have a big topic you would like us to investigate, then get in touch at factdetectives at kindling.com.au. This episode of The Fact Detectives is a Kindling co-production with Melbourne Museum. To find out more about the world around you, head to museumsvictoria.com.au.